0: Alright, guys, thank you for tuning in to the SCP podcast. Today we got our special guest, Mr. Clay. Hello. Hi. And um, first off, just like a huge congrats on SP96 for pulling through. It was a huge project, really big undertaking. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, how's it feel to get like a million views in like less than three weeks? Yeah. It
1: feels good. Um, it has been a long, a long process. So yeah, it feels good.
0: I mean, so. I mean, I'm sure you've talked about it a lot already, but like, if, for people who don't know, you got, you work a full-time job. Yep. You have a family. Yep. And you're also working on you basically did most of the VFX like just you, right, on this film. Yeah,
1: no, it was it was all pretty much all editing, VFX, sound design, all that stuff, uh, directing. I had a great no, I had a great team. And like yes, but basically all that post stuff was all me.
0: Yeah. So it was like that. That actually blew my mind. It was. Like, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I kind of hell? shot
1: myself in the foot by doing it that way. But uh, yeah, no,
0: it was it was a ton of work. It
1: was a good experience. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah. like,
0: how did you balance that? Like, I feel like like, how did you not manage? Did you get at least some point of burnout? Like you had to take a break? Or oh, was yeah. It just kinda like-
1: yeah. During like, I think Christmas break. Actually, I, I mean, I worked on Christmas break. On it, but that was one point where I'm like, I just I need to like for the sake of my family, step away and like put this thing in the back of my head. I mean, I wanted it out by the end of the year, but I I mean I knew that it would just it would kill me if I did it, and then it just kept going on and on, and, and especially especially like we can get into this a little bit later, but like the VFX mm-hmm. was not like this was kind of the first time I was doing a lot of this stuff so I would oh, do it really? I would do iterations of stuff over and over and some of these renders were like a thousand frames at you know three minutes a frame so it would just one thing would be wrong or something I wasn't happy with and then You know back at it again yeah (laughs) holy crap oh my god yeah so it was it was a good learning experience doing it all and i'm super appreciative of the the community for just like being patient about it so
0: yeah no i I was actually really like happily surprised about how like people like take your time we want quality yeah not speed yeah i mean i i could have probably taken another taken another
1: uh month or two probably on it but i needed it like it
0: was for my mental health <laughs> i needed it out go- no i definitely get the whole where like you sit on a project for so long it feels like oh man it just eats at you, you just, too like, yeah you need to just let go yeah like it's time yep i mean ironically it's kind of good timing considering that everyone's oh, locked yeah. down and wants <laughs> stuff to watch granted so. i
1: probably could have just i mean i'd be at home anyhow i'd probably just be working on it anyhow but i've actually been really busy with work so it's it's been i guess a good thing
0: yeah, i'm assuming it's been really hectic just like completely switching to completely at home yeah situation it's
1: actually not too much different i mean i was essentially doing the same thing at work i just brought my work computer home and I would kind of just sit at it all day, anyhow. So, <laughs> not too much different.
0: Well, uh, for like for people who don't know, what do you what's what do you do for work? What's your like main? Yes, main making money.
1: So I work for an ad agency called This Is Red Agency out of Pittsburgh, and um, we do a lot of nationwide clients like stuff. So we don't we don't really have a lot of locals, but we do some local stuff. Um, okay. So we're kind of not reliant too much on the local like meeting with people and doing all that stuff um so that in that in that aspect it's been okay so far with with the whole COVID 19 thing but um yeah so i do editing vfx uh motion design uh, uh cinematography
0: i won't get too into it because this starts getting into like industry talk but sure are you guys mainly like a like graphics based commercial because one place i worked at it seemed like two-thirds of the stuff they worked on was, like, almost pure animation or pure VFX-based, um, um, like, ad spots.
1: We're pretty small, so we do a lot of... Like, we still do a lot of, like, web stuff. Like, we have a web guy, a uh, graphic designer. Uh, basically, me and, and the head guy there tackle both animation and and any live stuff. So it's kind of a big mix. Like, any, like hmm. we're almost on one-stop shop, but, like, we still you know, hire out for specific jobs.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like some people might not realize that like just cause a production company has a job, it doesn't mean they're covering. Yeah. Yeah. From start to finish. Um, which is one thing I found really interesting when I first started getting, um, into the field. Um, but speaking of working full time in film or commercials, um, do you have any like advice for like any, Upcoming people that are maybe into film school, or they just graduate and their whole thing is, "What's next? Like, how do I yeah. start working at an agency or production company?"
1: Yeah, man, it, it's so much different now. Like, I graduated in 2011. Um, I started in 2006 in game design, um, oh, wow. and then like a year into it, I still kind of like wish I would have continued in game design, but I still. You know, I love like VFX and that kind of aspect. So they both are somewhat like similar as far mm-hmm. as just like the like the feel, um, the feel you get from like just creating something in 3D and kind of, you know, for me and VFX, putting it in live action and stuff. It just uh, the, the reward you get from completing a shot, even though sometimes some of the, the stuff going into it sucks. But um <laughs> it's so much different now. Like, I don't know if I would recommend going to a film school if someone hasn't or is thinking about it. But then again, I don't know their situation. Like if they're in the middle of nowhere, like that's, it's going to be super hard to just get into, into it. Um, It's so easy to say, Oh, well just volunteer at a production house doing whatever you can just to like learn instead of, putting a hundred grand or whatever into a college, uh, degree. Yeah, no, definitely. But I mean, it's, it's so much situational dependent. Um, I would say like, it's hard because like when I graduated, I took the first job that I could because I was afraid, like, as soon as I graduated, my loans were going to start coming at me.
0: Rolling, in, yeah. And
1: mm. like, I, I took a corporate media job that was, it was, fine in the sense of like creativity but it was still corporate media um and after (laughs) after a year that stuff like starts really just hurting uh the soul so (laughs) so i i've graduated here at the art institute of pittsburgh which is now under uh which is now closed um oh wow yeah and as soon as i graduated i took a job down in north carolina for a for a uh, corporate media, like I said and then about a year and a half in I wasn't really happy so I started looking around and then uh, found an agency back here in Pittsburgh, this is Red and um, did a Skype call came up and got the job and a couple months later moved the family back up and
0: been happy since I guess so It's
1: it's been pretty
0: There's, good. I'm surprised how traditional like because I feel like it's. I mean it varies so much with yeah. People I talk to in the industry, but some people are like, "Oh, I knew this guy that knew this guy, and that's how I got this job." And it's like this like loose thread of connections. But for you, it was just basically an interview and in your resume. Got yeah, you dude,
1: I yeah, I sent out so many so many resumes and emails and stuff. Um, so it could just been luck. I mean, it it was nice having that year and stuff to kind of put my reel together the way that I wanted. Mm. Um, that I mean, I think. N- School, I don't think it matters as much as what you can show in your reel. But then with the reel, like you actually need work or at least some competency to kind of show. So it's, you know, it's it's a tough thing. Like if if someone is right out of school and if they got student films, that's fine and stuff. But I mean, you need to diversify and you need to think about what direction you're kind of wanting to go. Cause you could go commercial, you could go yeah. film. I mean, it's, you really just need to focus on that direction of your reel.
0: Yeah, I, suppose, I mean, I feel like a lot of, at least when I went to film school, so I graduated like two years ago. Okay. Um, I'm still fresh out of the gates, but uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, even their senior year, they still didn't know like what direction they wanted to take. Yeah, And it's yeah. like at that point, I feel like your senior year, you really need to start like thinking of like all right, if I'm going VFX, I got to start working on that reel. Yeah. If I haven't already on like what type of VFX I want to go to. Um, you know, do I want to be a 3D model or do I want animation, yada, yada, yada. Um, and in a weird way for me, um, so I, w- I want to go directing, producing route, but in a weird way for me, I've my YouTube channel, um, for those that don't know For All in Foundry, has in a weird way become my director's reel right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't work as director right now. I'm still... You know climbing up the ladder as they say mm-hmm. but i literally got my pastor jobs because of the youtube channel um, that's great though
1: man that's so yeah and you can you know, tailor
0: it the way you want so it's that's so right i'm definitely also kind of on the road of like how how useful is film school and i will say for me it did help having some alumni connections it definitely helped me right out of college that's good um, yeah but i know other people where they got no work yeah alumni and yeah they just kind of just hit the ground running i guess they just try to i know some people they basically went up to like random productions in new york city and just like gave their card out to the ad yeah like hey <laughs> EPA's, give me a ring it's like eesh
1: yeah i mean yeah. i know i didn't uh, get anything
0: from my school it was all just
1: me sending emails out
0: yeah which was yeah, pretty sad I, I mean that's the other thing i feel like if if you insist if you have to go to a film school i think just really consider um the alumni connection. Um I feel like that's the only thing that I don't know, cause, I mean I have a thing where it's like I don't know how well you can teach creativity in a university setting. Yeah. Um I think it was great for if you want to like be a DP or if you want to get your hands on gear. Like I think that's pretty Oh yeah. Yeah. Um aspect of it. Um for at least my school. Um but then, you know, if you're going directing producing, I only learned anything directing producing related my last year Uh, (laughs) oh
1: man yeah it was a little rough and there's so
0: much yeah there's so much that i
1: mean there's so much just online that you can just find which yes uh, it's so hard like where i don't want to get into that whole like going through uh so many different tutorial sites and stuff but like it's it's really all out there
0: yeah i mean that's the beauty of like the past what decade yeah oh yeah been a thing it's so new Um, yeah so i mean i'm just i'm glad i feel like speaking of like the past 10 years i feel like literally like 96 my youtube channel and most like sp creators their youtube channels would literally not be able to exist without like the internet and the current tech that's available now yeah oh yeah um and um I was going to lead to another question and then I was to train thought, um, <laughs> <You're good. this laughs> why we don't do this live. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I got a list. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So I guess that kind of leads into, um, what was it like to kickstart? Um, and, and basically, you know, what was it like to fundraise and then try to have to commit? to those fans that have funded Um, yeah um it's a pretty unique kind of situation
1: yeah it definitely is it was um it was i don't know how to how to say i mean it was we just kind of thought about what rewards we could deliver upon um that i mean looking back at it we still like uh the the rewards that we could deliver like still took a chunk out of the budget um mm. kind of more than we expect mostly just time um but uh
0: yeah i don't like, know did you personally mail out yeah no everything?
1: i i personally mailed and packed packaged everything yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds dreadful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so after a while it can get kind of yeah so it, my advice would be to anyone who's thinking about doing Kickstarter is just really like think about that streamlined uh reward system hmm. or at least have That's something really in place point. yeah
0: because i wouldn't have thought about that definitely like right away at least yeah yeah
1: well because right away you're just thinking like what can i i want to i want to make this worth it to people um yeah. it's just later on when uh that part really just kicks in and not that I regret any of it, because I, I love seeing all the, the messages and stuff back from people saying they love the like the SCP patches that we made. And uh, uh, I'm still getting the posters out. This whole COVID thing is kind of really slowed down that aspect, just getting like supplies and stuff. So
0: like are the print shots. Um, like it's lower to print, well. Like it's that, just like just... The, the u
1: the UPS or the USPS store doesn't have as many like mailing tubes that I needed, so I had mm. to order those out, and they were like super slow about getting those those out. So, um,
0: yeah, they're like yeah, st- like staples I mean, and stuff is all, all that, closed. Like... So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that isn't isn't the post office also like limited hours now? See, they're not even open all the time. Um, I know ours is. Super weird, like
1: they're they're out like two hours in the middle of the day for lunch. That's two hours. <laughs> yeah. well, it always damn. feels it always feels like it's either hour hour and a half that they're out, and it's always like ra- it's like one thirty the two one thirty like the three or something. It's right all the, every time when I go there, they're they're gone. <laughs> so,
0: damn, it's actually insane. Um, so I mean, like, were there any other? kind of unique things that you could think of related to Kickstarter? Or is that kind of really the big, no, the big that, thing that stuck out for you?
1: That was kind of the big thing. I mean, Volgan really like pretty much made the Kickstarter happen with just yeah, getting really that out there. there. Yeah, so yeah. we were probably not going to reach that goal. Which the initial goal, I mean, that was going to be super, like we were going to have to do everything super cheap. And it probably wouldn't have been as long as it was. And um but uh
0: thankfully, you know, I'm surprised um, how much of the film, like the amount of CG in it, like, yeah, <laughs> just you yeah. basically doing all that. Yeah, know. like what was it, like almost half the film, right?
1: It was, a um, good chunk. yeah, it was a good chunk. It was probably close to half or a third, maybe of the film. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. I mean, like, so, like for people who don't realize, like, you made the environments, you made the yeah. lighting, you did a lot of the texturing, like the animation there's like there's so many layers to this process
1: there's definitely a lot and um i'm not a modeler so
0: i did have to buy
1: pretty much every model but everything kind of needed tweaked and uh optimized for octane and stuff uh so yeah it, it was a it was a process even though they did a lot of the work
0: <laughs> like what what would you say is like the most on average what was like the most time consuming thing that kind of kept coming up
1: um I think the containment breach scene was super hard because like I did all mocap for the for each character. And then I attached uh, Mm -hmm. just a digital camera 3D camera to um, each one just to get that like kind of body cam look. But like getting Mm -hmm. everything to look where I wanted when I wanted, because I would do two separate captures. So I would have to like time certain things um plus it was like basically each camera was one continuous take and then i would like edit them together
0: um but i basically so like both sorry so so like both um act like actors like the yeah the the, the personnel they were animated at separate times is what you're saying yeah so it's two separate um takes yeah i have a um a uh rococo smart suit pro
1: which is just a mocap suit and um i can just capture yeah it's pretty cool it's It's seriously awesome tech yeah (laughs) um yeah because i can just kind of if i need something i just throw it on and capture it and then rig it up in cinema and can throw it in and i mean previous ways of doing that was so difficult and cumbersome so
0: it's tech is really getting pretty cool out there i mean how, how smooth was that but whether it did have its own unique like issues or was it pretty like streamlined um the only issues i had with it was um binding it to
1: 096 because his torso like his his limbs and stuff oh, yeah, weren't so lengthy, the right yeah. yeah and i've had i had so many issues with like i almost had to like redo a lot of the animation just because of arms were in hands and stuff were clipping through stuff. And so there was more work doing zero nine six than any of the other ones, any of the other ones, like the soldiers, like all the, the satellite mm-hmm. footage or the thermal stuff was yeah. me, me just acting it out. And then I just rendered it out over top. And stuff. um, it's fun. It's like a, it's like playing make believe. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's super. And that's, what's like so fun about VFX and stuff is just like, It's almost like Legos and
0: for movies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, have you, I'm curious if you have, I'm sure you've heard of it, but have you tried um, where you animate with like a VR set? So instead of a suit, you'd have like leg trackers and the hand trackers.
1: I have, I only have the Oculus. Um, I haven't tried any like the Vive stuff, but I mean, Mm -hmm. all the stuff I've kind of like looked into, it looks super cumbersome and like a lot of like back end stuff that you have to do to it. Um I'm sure it's like, like program software. Yeah, stuff, just yeah, or? just like getting it to kind of all register right. Um, but yeah, that mm. you could do it that way. Like if you were really determined and you are into like the vibe and all that stuff, you could easily
0: kinda of start putting that together. So I'm assuming with that the issue is that it's kinda of guesstimating your position of your shoulders and your torso and your legs, and that's where it gets a bit more kind of fuzzy. Yeah, I, w- I would think the those trackers would definitely you'd be doing a lot more
1: cleanup in and post um, the Rococo suit I think has I want to say like 50 some sensors or it might be less than that. Oh don't Damn. but it like it pretty I much records each bone and stuff um, so it makes
0: like makes it a lot easier is there i mean so you kind of brought this up with 96 but is is it basically kind of useless when it comes to more like beast like four-legged kind of creatures it or depends kind of you could you could like yeah you could target certain
1: limbs that you want and then um just use say your arm for a character's arm and just okay. use that tape yeah or it's just oh, just the really legs cool. yeah there's ways of doing it um as far as just rigging and stuff it can get hairy doing it that way just because like it there'd be so many different takes you're kind of picking from but yeah no it's it's
0: doable yeah that, that's interesting yeah no, cause, uh, for our film uh max our animator he he has gotten very comfortable actually with using oculus mm-hmm. um supposedly that's how he mainly animates like stuff um to this day oh really um, which i find amazing i actually really i really want to see how he does it like really yeah to see kind of behind the scenes um, but I don't know. He, he was saying he like he was raving about. It. He's like, yeah, I love it. it. Saves me so much time. So I, I feel like he might have really like figured it out. Yeah, it probably um, gives you a really I've, good I've starting of, base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess compared to hand animation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it definitely beats that. Because um, I think he probably just uses it for like just the very basic blocking out the actions, and then he goes to the hand animation for like the finer details. Because mm. um, I think he's done it for like a four-legged. Um, it's that like spider robot creature in uh, one of Bung's videos. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen that one. Oh no, um, it's a very see. like obscure two-second <laughs> scene. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, but he, he used it, I think, for that model. Don't quote me on that. I might be uh, wrong. It could have been another thing you worked on. But um, <laughs> it was it was it was pretty impressive. Um, I mean, I mean, do you have any general advice for people who like want to get into VFX specifically? Um. Not
1: really. I mean, I know Blender is getting really good about getting into... I mean, Ian Hubert, who um, does a lot of tutorials and stuff on it, if you want to go check his stuff out, if you're looking into getting into VFX and want to start free, um, Blender is definitely where you want um, yeah, to go. At least to get I'll a start. Some links down. Yeah. Just a heads up. So
0: any of you that want to get into it because i know there's a bunch of really good guys out there but
1: yeah there's tons um ian hubert right you're saying
0: yeah ian hubert um
1: yeah his work is pretty pretty great and all of his like short lazy tutorials that he does are pretty pretty awesome
0: um and i mean what would you say do you enjoy making environments more often or like more working on like models and people um
1: I almost enjoy like once I've kind of got the scene in I almost enjoy the camera work more I don't know I just find it fun because I I mean I started off as just doing DP and cinematography stuff Mm. um, before I could really even get into 3d Um, so I don't know I guess that aspect just kind of translates over and but I do, I, don't know, I just love putting like worlds together and just kind of world building that way. Um, yeah, specifically,
0: cool. yeah, with like concept art and stuff. It's just fun. Did you, so did you control the camera like by a mouse? Cause I've, one thing I've been seeing a lot is some people will use um, like a Vive controller and they will literally have, and like a, a phone on the Vive and mm-hmm. they'll literally use that as like a, a digital camera. I've kind of,
1: yeah, I've seen some of those, and th- that would look, that would be so great if I could find that workflow. But mainly, I would just throw a vibrate on and animate it, and then just keyframe positions. <laughs> it was it, super, I mean, do you,
0: super ghetto, so, I guess. So <laughs> for someone who's more experienced, though, do you feel like it's a big time saver in the VR setup, or it's like just kind of more of a convenience yeah. kind of thing?
1: I think it'd be more of a convenience thing. Um, I just wouldn't know how to like get all the programs to talk to each other and get that data mm-hmm. in a timely manner. I mean, I'm sure yeah. once you kind of work that workflow, it's great. But I just couldn't find really much on like people showing how to do it. Because it's a bleeding
0: edge, right? It like, is. Yeah. Still kind of it out. Yep. Um, so I mean, I guess everyone is probably asked this already, but. Why'd you pick um, SCP-96 as like the film to kickstart?
1: Um, when I finished Site 22, I put a poll at the end or whatever, and just put up three of the bigger SCPs. One um, I wanted to do 93 because I've loved mm, yes. 93 for a long time, but uh, 96 got like a resounding uh, vote in the poll, so that's the one I picked and uh here we are what was what was the uh, third option uh 106
0: so the old man yeah oh yeah yeah that's a good one I like that one um so I mean you kind of briefly mentioned 93 but like if you had to pick like your like top three Mm -hmm. or top two like favorite scps that you'd want to like dream dream scenario you get the funding you get to make it a film um yeah, so ninety-three would be one.
1: Um second pick probably site thirteen. Yeah.
0: I was um, just actually rereading that one recently. Yeah, it's
1: a it's a good one. It'd be it as far as like translating the cinema that everyone could kind of get into. Yeah. That's that's the thing, like you don't want to pick something too like crazy that I mean you just gotta think of what is most digestible. Um I mean as great as it would be to do uh, I mean I guess you could do really any of them but you want to you want to branch I the thing that I liked about 90s doing 96 the way that we did it was that anybody could kind of watch it and still sort of you know really get into it. and I've had a lot of comments of people sharing it to family members and stuff saying that this got them into it or this yeah, that's really yeah cool. it was like the an case. entryway, so that's cool. Um, yeah, so I feel like it
0: says like, "Wow, my my f- film actually can like clearly tell a story, and like they, they don't need to be a fan or know a ton of yeah, yeah, to get the gist."
1: Yeah. um As far as that third ones, oh, no, go ahead.
0: No, I, was, I was just gonna say. I feel like that that definitely is the case with a lot of a good chunk of SCPs. It's like unless it's a lot of like you need to know background characters, you need to know other references, and unless you do don't, it gets very like mm-hmm. and kind of you don't get like the full experience. Yeah. Um Um
1: I can't really think you, of a, a third, third one, one no. Yeah, because
0: yeah. I know you're saying you're not I mean I'm the same exact way. I'm not the best with just pulling lists off the yeah. top of my brain. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean I liked um mm-hmm. twenty nine thirty five um was o Oh Death. Um, Have I read that one? The one where they like fly a drone through a cave or something, and like on the other side is the same world, but like everything is dead.
0: Oh, I actually haven't read this one.
1: Uh, I think it's by DJ Cactus. I want to oh, yeah. say
0: that's my boy. Oh, I've read part of this. That's it. I didn't read the whole thing. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um,
0: yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah that's a cool one
0: yeah no um have you read much tales or do you kind of stick more to like the numbers the numbered uh um yeah no. i have i have files it's
1: it's been so long actually since i've just gotten back to read um articles and stuff
0: (laughs) so i took like a six month break
1: yeah no so i my brain is pretty much shot from anything that i have
0: read previous to that I'm just kind of like if someone starts throwing numbers at me, I'm like, uh, okay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what thing? <laughs> yep, I I know like the top ten most obvious. I mean, I'm just also just awful with math and numbers in general. <laughs> so, like, I have that against me as well. um But uh, cause like uh, if you know Samarian, Samarian is like, I mean, he's an author on the page, but also like. The man knows like it seems like he knows every single scp the number the author he's like an encyclopedia (laughs) So i'm like in a conversation with him i'm like cool i feel like a total scrub next to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'd be i'd be really bad if people start throwing numbers at me yeah i mean especially um we've had we've had a author i think on here before um and it was just like man time to do my homework (laughs) that's that's one of the ones where i really had to like prep um, beforehand. Um, so let's see. Oh, um, I feel like this is a good one. Um, if you had to kind of go back in time and you could give advice to yourself right before you are going to make, or even do the Kickstarter for 96, what were like the big tips or pointers that you'd say to yourself?
1: Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I probably would have oh i don't know um i almost have not done the incident and maybe have done something entirely new or separate that way we could tailor because like the incident and even like the retrieval logs like mm. there i mean to do those right you need a decent budget um there's mm. so much that we had to cut from the incident or rework um It'd been cool to do maybe something different um, prior between the termination or uh, in the incident. I don't know. Uh, I'd probably have said to just scale back, I guess, production. I mean, I still would have wanted to do like CG stuff, and that, that stuff was all fun. It was probably just there was just so much in the incident, like. To,
0: to cover in 20 minutes. Okay, so uh, just on my side, you're starting to break up a little bit, but obviously we should be okay. Uh, oh, I think I lost boredom. you. Um, <sighs> ch- ch- <sighs> Sorry, I'm just like organizing some notes. I mean, it's, okay, so normally we actually start the converse, the podcast with this, a bit orthodox this time, but um. Okay. like, how'd you get into SCP? What kind of grabbed your attention? yeah the um I think it was
1: 87 was the staircase that I first heard about I don't think I saw the game play footage I don't think at that point I don't remember how I think it was like right when I started getting on reddit um was when I started discovering the SCP stuff so 87 I think was like the first one and then 93 was shortly after um yeah, and I just loved it ever since. Do you remember when that was? Like how many years ago? That was probably early 2012.
0: Oh wow, yeah, about the same time we uh I found it. Um Jake found it when he was like thirteen. Kind of oh wow. That it's is like crazy. The second year it was like existed. But uh he kinda of spent his entire childhood on the internet, so <laughs> 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 that's kinda of, kinda of why. Um I mean, how, were you always super into like sci-fi mystery? Oh kind yeah. Of X-files. Kind oh yeah. Like,
1: um. I would say like, pretty much sci-fi was my stuff growing up. Uh, Starship Troopers, I loved. Even though how yeah, bad I just like, it, it <laughs> it's so man, good though. Kick-ass. Fun. Um, God, I wish they would make a new VR game that would be, like, that would feel like. Starship? Af- yeah, that would. Oh man because i mean be they pretty much they they would kind of <laughs> get they kind of get there in like half life alex and stuff but oh, oh no, spoilers, no
0: spoilers no
1: spoilers i mean if you've played half-life yeah. then you kind of know the, the ant lions and stuff yeah but yeah, um, awesome yeah no like yeah half-life was a really big thing i think i got it in like 98 and oh, wow. um yeah, i was i was probably uh what was i 12 yeah i was 12 when i
0: Started playing that. That's a tough game for a twelve-year-old.
1: Yeah, it was scared the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> for how bad the graphics are going back, back at it, but it was yeah, it was pretty intense. Um, yeah, that was. So a have you huge played um,
0: influenza. Have you played Mesa? The whole like re-design of Half-Life, the whole fan-made like essentially remake. Of, yeah, um, no, I haven't
1: I need to go back and see that because I want to show my kids because. I've been recently replaying Half-Life Two. They've already watched me play Half-Life Alex. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so they—they're all into it now.
0: That's fun. My my uh, little cousins—they're like super into like the Star Wars Adventures um, phase right now. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're like seven and five. They're pretty young. Yeah. Um, but but I'm like, hmm, one day, one day. Because <laughs> I actually got, I got them really into. Um, I used to play this game called Godzilla uh, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters on GameCube. Uh-huh. And like every time they come over to their house, they're like, I wanna play Godzilla, I wanna play Godzilla. <laughs> I'm like, good. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. So, I... I mean I grew up with like Sorry, no, you go ahead and go ahead. Oh,
1: um, I was just gonna say that uh, when I finished 96, uh 096, because people don't like nine ninety six. Um really? my that's kids. I, th- I think it just people don't like, like it said like that, because we had like the whole debate of when we were going to do when we were filming it, like how they would say it and stuff, and and it was just kind That's of a point. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my kids loved it, and my like three year old would want to play you would just like pre- play pretend 096 and they would just like run at each other and <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh it's so cute yeah. oh my god <laughs> it
1: is is it's that was pro- probably like the best thing you know coming out of this is
0: seeing them like really enjoy it and stuff so um is your whole family like just a bunch of nerds or is it more just the lonely No, nah, it's
1: probably just me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no. I feel that <laughs> um i mean uh and for me what actually kind of got me into um that i've read uh, i used to i don't know if you, if you uh had like those book fairs growing up in elementary school mm-hmm. um but they always sold um the ripley believe it or not books mm-hmm. um and those were always filled with I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with them but they're basically like always filled with like these weird strange like cryptids and the merman monkey um yeah it was like the gate and, like, it was like the gateway into scp <laughs> definitely was for me yeah, yeah. um and then like I, don't know, I grew up with like a lot of like monster movies like Gamera, um godzilla monty python for some weird reason oh yeah monty python um, <laughs> which was, like i enjoyed it a lot as a kid but i realized most kids my age weren't really watching um monty python yeah. and the holy grail yeah yeah I, know. <laughs> I think i first
1: saw that when i was like 10, which is yeah, way too the early too. to say yeah
0: and like I, mean, I think I remember watching Life of Ryan I'm just like I just did not get I like, don't think I books. got it
1: yeah no I remember watching it and like not getting past 15 minutes just because I don't think I got it
0: yeah no, that one's a bit like t- Mel Brooks definitely I think I'm trying to remember what my first Mel Brooks movie was it might have been um, was it the history of the world uh huh like that sounds one. familiar yeah but um, oh no! It was um, do you know Young Frankenstein? Yep, yep. Oh, I love that movie. That's a great movie for people who haven't seen that. Great holiday yeah. movie or just great comedy in general. Like definitely yep. check that out. It's black and white, but like please still watch it. <laughs> yeah, like just ignore that. <laughs> I know so many people that are just like they have a hard pass on anything black and white. Yeah, um, which is honestly it's a shame. Like you're missing out. I feel like that was a trend
1: like five to ten years ago and i think it's coming back like people are okay with it now but... it's Just
0: like the black and people being okay with black and white yeah i think it's i think it's being excusable now yeah i mean i feel like it helps a lot when if you're a kid you actually see a good black and white film and it's yeah. not just historic footage oh yeah uh, yeah because like i feel like for me i didn't really really like actually look forward to or appreciate black and white films to like i was in high school because my dad would he would do this fun thing where we'd go to the library and just go to the foreign film section or like just the random movie section and just pull like three dvds just randomly Uh-huh. <laughs> um and i feel like it was like actually really was like, really formative and what kind of got me to like want to pursue a career in film but it also made me really appreciate like Hey, maybe not just watch American films. Maybe maybe not just watch films that came out in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people, libraries still exist. Go to them. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <even> not now, <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't even think they're I don't think they're open now. But nah, not, but yeah. well, actually, I know at least for my local libraries, what they did is they actually released so you can get audiobooks. You can lend audiobooks ah, and you can okay. lend um, certain films and TV shows. You can actually stream them from a library account which is pretty cool. Really?
1: Huh.
0: And video games. Actually, I know I don't know about digitally, but I know for a fact you can get Switch games, you can get certain PS4 games from the local library. Wow, the more so, you know. You know, if you never want to commit to a game or you just have like a one one and done kind of game, check out the library people. I feel like right. no one uses the library anymore. Other totally. Than like for studying. Yeah. Um, you know, that's my PSA I guess for the day. <laughs> so. I mean, uh you know everyone's in quarantine do you have like a, a top like must watch these films or these TV shows Um,
1: I don't have I mean every, pretty much every film I've seen I'm sure everyone else has seen I'm sure I mean cabin in the woods is still my one of my favorite movies to mm, just watch Yeah. over and over Um, it's really not anything else. yeah
0: like, I, I guarantee you there are people who are watching this who've never heard of Starship uh, Troopers.
1: Oh, man, that'd be so sad. What? If you haven't, you need to go open your mind to Starship Troopers and its
0: amazingness. Ah. <laughs> you'll, you'll laugh at the joke at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unintended oh. thought, I'm assuming. But, uh, yeah, I won't say more. I will say... Um, not to spoil it, but the last scene of that movie scared the shit out of me as a child. Like really? I I I was I recently rewatched it cuz I have not watched it in so long and it was my like reimagination of that scene was like five times scarier than like the actual yeah. scene. <laughs> and I'm like interesting. It's not nearly as bad as I thought it was. But I can get it. I get it like, you know, I'm sick. I think I was like 6 years old when I saw that movie. So oh yeah. That would context. Be pretty yeah. I mean, have you? God, if they could reboot the, um, that, like sequels, that would just not worth it. You know,
1: I don't think I've, I don't think I've actually seen any of the sequels, or at least long enough to like. I just dismissed them, I guess, and i have not watched yeah. them since.
0: So, have you seen um, Hellraiser? I, I'm not. So if you're into like, pretty weird sci-fi kind of horror, that's a pretty good one. But I feel like the Hellraiser series had the same issue where it was like, first film's great. Everything else, kind of following it, is like, Ugh. yeah, just like really, like they killed, like literally, it's like Pinhead. If you know Pinhead, that's yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, that's what everyone kind of knows him from. Um, but they like made five, six films. Jesus, and I, I refuse to watch anything past the first one. Oh, supposedly sequels, okay. Some people have said that. Okay, um, I mean, have you? Uh... So I mean, you're big in sci-fi, but like, are you? I mean, I don't know all the names for it, but like are you more of like kinda of dig the more trekky, kind of space kind of sci-fi? More like uh, alternate future kind of stuff?
1: More so, yeah. I or, think like alternate like society. Alternate future kind of like not really so much Star Trek, I guess. I mean I was big into Star Wars and stuff growing up. Yeah. Um, but then kind of like kind of fell out of it. Um even like with the recent, I mean, I'm I still like the Rogue One. I think was one of my favorite, yeah. the new reboot or the the newer ones. Um, I haven't seen
0: whatever the last one that came out was. I will uh, say, so I'm not a big fan of the new films, but I think Mandalorian is definitely worth your time. If and I still know. haven't
1: seen that. Yeah, no, that's I've, actually I've heard it the time. Okay,
0: like that's the only Star Wars thing I feel like I can actually recommend these days. <laughs> Yeah, cause it's my wife ready. won't watch any of that stuff with me, so I just kind of gotta Oof. sneak it in. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah. It's just
1: like late at night, all alone. Yeah. Just during work. And oh, I, guess I guess that's I why you're going to, make a to, go to, get to listen to it, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Team up. Yeah. Smart. That's smart. We gotta train them. Um, I I feel like hmm. I feel like so I, I'm making this recommendation to you, but also to our audience. If you guys like SCP, um, highly recommend Akira the co- the comics or um, the film, um, I guess just the pitch. It's basically like an alternate future um, in Japan, in Tokyo, where um, these like biker gangs completely rule the city, and uh, these bikers end up kind of. There's like a the game the movie literally starts. So I guess mild spoiler with a uh, biker gang kind of battling it out in the streets, and they uh, end up running across some like small little green child. Um, and he ends up using a psychic ability and ends up killing one of their friends um, that's about to hit him um, dead on. And then a bunch of, like, secret agents end up showing up and they're looking for this kid. And these rebels end up pulling, capturing the kid and, and helping him escape. And uh, they basically the biker gang ends up getting caught up in the mix and, like, has to choose a side. Um, mm. It's a really cool one. So it definitely has a lot of, like, secret society, strange SCP kind of psychic weird thing going on there
1: yeah i've always been um, drawn to like the artwork and stuff from it oh it's gorgeous like, it's yeah. beautiful so I, yeah. i'm not sure if you've seen it i still haven't seen um, no
0: definitely worth that i mean it's from the 80s but like don't yeah. let that phase you it's definitely like well worth that um that's like one of my favorite straight up just like favorite sci-fi animated films i feel like just a lot of i'm a little bit of an anime nerd i guess um I say that with shame (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty picky but like i'd say a lot of there's a lot of really really good 80s sci-fi like that's when ghost in the shell came out yeah Um, that was like there's a lot of really iconic stuff that came out of the 80s there's a really really cool short film series i haven't seen yet called um well yeah it's basically like one feature film but it's a bunch of smaller films kind of like um i guess abc's of death that that kind of format yeah it's called like Neo Tokyo, and he's these really strange experimental sci fi shorts. And um, I haven't seen it yet, but Jake was telling me it's like one of the most unique film experiences that he's mm. had. Um, what so what's it called like, again? Like what where was... people would find it. I think it's called Neo Tokyo. I'll send you okay. a link afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's pretty out there, um, from what I've heard. Um, and again, I, I that came out in the '90s, and I think they don't even print DVDs anymore. So that's that's one of those oh, things you have to just yeah. dig on the. <laughs> dig someone's and, p-
1: someone's probably posted it to the YouTube.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I'm. I know uh, Kiss Anime. They're pretty good. Dot um, Ru. Don't get viruses because me, guys. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I say a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> God, and then um, have you heard of um Satoshi Kone? He's um. Really, 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 really good um, Japanese director. He did it um, on paprika, no. huh. which is basically um, what I call the better inception <laughs> <laughs> It came out before inception, but it basically it's a similar premise, but they go a lot further with it where it's like people are able to go into other people's dreams and it ends up starting to affect reality through the mm. dreams um, but if you if you liked inception, I highly recommend paprika, paprika. Um, okay. That's a really, really interesting one. I mean, I just like Cone a lot because um, I feel like he's really good at taking sci-fi, but still making it feel like there's a still human element. Because I feel like there's an issue with a lot of sci-fi. I'm not going to get too movie ranty. I mm-hmm. want you guys now. But um, <laughs> I'm not going to get... Uh, but I feel like certain sci-fi, they can get too caught up in the world and like the premise and kind of forget the characters. And that's one thing I feel like he juggles really well. Because so he'll get these really complex scenarios and worlds you know i mean like conception is one of the most is literally that's the joke of the movie is that it's the most convoluted confusing um premise that you can think of um yeah yeah but he still has like really good um characters it feels grounded like i i still remember most of the characters nothing felt forgettable um can't see yeah i would scene. definitely like to see that um i mean have you seen interstellar that's i feel like that's a must yeah too. yeah yeah um That's my list. I'm not gonna rant on for too long, guys, but that should keep you busy for a couple days. I just, yeah, I
1: just don't really. I mean, I like movies and stuff, but there's nothing that I just like. This is something I will always go back to. It's usually like, I'll just search for just certain genres and stuff, and then just look at like still frames. So, I mean, I really don't watch that many
0: movies or TV shows. Um, That's something I've, I've literally been I. Was kicking my ass, myself in the ass, the past year about that, because um, I'm I'm kind of I naturally gear the same way. I actually read more than I watch stuff, mm-hmm. um, so that's why my friend literally just sat me down. He gave me like, here are my top fifty movies. Here's Criterion Channel, watch them. I'm like, okay,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: will do. I mean, like, what do you what do you usually do to like when you kill the time? What's like how you how are you relaxing during the the quarantine? Um. Sh-
1: I mean, if I do have free time, I'll just start. I mean, I'll, I I will pretty much work. I mean, you can I guess you can consider it work because it's I would just get in the cinema and I just start making concept stuff or at least try something new or something. So I feel like I don't really have anything where I just like relax. I mean, I, I would, like sit down with my wife and watch TV and stuff. But like that, I feel like is like the mind numbing stuff that just, you, you can just sit there and just.
0: Turn the switch off. Turn right? yeah yeah. yeah you.
1: So you definitely yeah. Do that sometimes though. Yeah oh yeah definitely.
0: I mean so are you working? Do you have any future plans? Future things you are cooking in the pot currently?
1: Um.
0: Or is it all top secret? N- mm-hmm.
1: It's yeah. There's nothing I really want to. I would say to commit to. Um. I mean I did float like with the live uh Q and A thing I did. Um. I'd love to do like short vignettes on certain SCPs stuff that's kind of mm-hmm. like manageable to do yeah. um that's mostly just like a teaser or something that would kind of like intrigue someone to just go read the article and stuff
0: um there's actually um i'll share it with you later i'll put in the link there's i feel like someone who did it really well someone made actually a teaser trailer for an akira film that's never gonna come out but mm-hmm. I feel like the way they did it was such a cool, enticing way that it like makes people want to check it out. Makes them want Wait, to read Akira. Was it the Ash Thorp one? Uh, you know, let me look it up real quick. It was like a really stri- it was all um, like really amazing CG. Um, and there's like the really cool elevator scene. Um. How do you spell Thorpe? Is that uh Ash D-H- Thorpe. Uh, RP? Yep. RPE. Yep, yep. yeah. 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 He's
1: he's super good super good at, I was like,
0: uh, that like blew my mind i was like holy shit yeah um that's cool so you're not you're definitely not going anywhere no you got, uh, got few plans. No. yeah i mean i'm kind of keeping that open
1: right now um as far as like doing another kickstarter i don't think i i don't think i would do another kickstarter um so it just is is just not a healthy uh healthy route of doing that as far as like a low budget film type
0: type deal yeah. um i mean i guess the only other way you could really go about it i know some people do is they'll kick start first and then go to like a production company or investors yeah um, to and make the rest of the film that would
1: probably be, probably be the the route to go um however i don't think i would. Oh, you would see a, a company kind of touch anything scp but nah sadly unfortunately yeah understandably it, though yeah, yeah. And,
0: and for those wondering why because um, you know i get the netflix question probably every other week um oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um it's so basically the license for scp is creative commons which basically means that Anyone can use, say you make a, f- a film for SCP. Anyone can basically rescreen that film as long as they give you credit. So there's no way a company is going to invest millions of dollars into something, and then their competitor could just basically take the film and make millions off their film. Um, companies want full control of their property, and with SCP, it's, that's the beauty of it. I mean that's why like, yeah, oh yeah. got to work on it, and love it, but I mean, that's yeah. the reason why it's like, never going to happen for like a private production company to make something out of it yep but hey you got all these creators so i guess that's the nice uh the nice side effect of it
1: yeah no it's it's a super good um like just pool to kind of like say you're not a good writer or you and you just you know have the visuals for something and you read something and you just want to make a short or whatever on it go for yep. it and like as long as you're you know following the license and stuff like it's a great tool to kind of do
0: spec work um so i mean like literally for me uh, personally i'm using it as a way to just kind of like learn how to direct yeah basically start small like our channel's been going bigger and bigger with each video but like i feel like it's been the perfect way to like get material get used to adapting get used to doing original work getting a little messing with different styles one's more comedic one's more found footage yada 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 i feel like Mm -hmm. And the main thing that I really loved, it was like a pleasant surprise with this community. is like the creator side of the community, super friendly, super mm-hmm. supportive. I've never had a bad interaction with literally anyone in the creator community, which is like yeah. insane to me. Um, I mean like literally Volgan, like you and Vogan and vulcan Kickstarter, helping push your Kickstarter, is a great example of like that oh kind of yeah support. like that was um so he didn't need to do any of that and it was like super he didn't even know you that well at that point right not at all
1: <laughs> no yeah, yeah like he that's, just that's crazy yeah it was nuts
0: um so yeah i mean so i'd say that's um if you guys end up the audience want to end up making anything recipe film i guess the only thing is make something first before you start Trying to ask people for stuff, um, just because there is a real reality that a lot of people come out saying, "Hey, I'm making a movie," or "Hey, I'm making a trailer," and then they never pull through. So that's yeah. the other thing. Is like, especially Volgan, especially a lot of the bigger SCP people, they are super friendly. They're almost too friendly, where it's come to the point where like, Volgan's a super busy guy, um, and mm-hmm. he's definitely had times where it's like, if he could, he would help everyone. um I mean, even now I've had to turn some people down for some stuff because it's like. Time you only have so much time in the world, you know? Yep. Um, but don't let that discourage you guys. Yeah.
1: Wholesome yeah messaging. Get out there and
0: uh make something. Um so this is a little thing, a little segment that I'm gonna do for as long as the uh quarantine's around. But for people stuck at home and they're tired of eating ramen every night, um, <laughs> <laughs> can they like go to like easy dinners? That's like, Ooh, that's just, that's like a, a favorite question. kind of meal. Yeah. Spice up people's nights.
1: Um god, an easy dinner.
0: Or it could just be like your favorite go-to thing.
1: Oh man. Um honestly, man, my favorite like go-to thing is like pulled pork on like a toasted oh, buttered bun. Yeah, man, it's I could Damn. pretty much every day. <laughs> and like even if, if it's like the frozen it. stuff like that you just like thaw and put the sauce or whatever on, man.
0: That's Oh, I didn't even know they sold frozen pulled pork. Oh yeah, I guess that's yep. the
1: thing. Or chicken, pulled hmm. chicken, yeah, any of that.
0: Oh, pulled chicken, yeah, and that's a little easier to make, guys. Just saying. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been baking bread to kill time. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I've I feel s- like now's the time. So. Start learning they, those
1: survival skills.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been doing. Um, There's a really good YouTube channel, a cooking channel called um, Adam Grucier, and I like him a lot because. I mean, I don't have kids, but he has like two like toddlers and his whole mentality is how to make good food without like going all Alton Brown and getting too complicated about it. Yeah. Um, so his whole thing that I've been making is um, he does p- he makes pizza dough and he makes it pizza bread. And what you do is basically just make pizza dough and you let it sit in the fridge for like a week. Um, and basically okay. what happens is you kind of get this like mild sourdough kind of vibe um, mm. without all the work. It's it's pretty good. I was doing like an everything bagel kind of seasoning on top of it. Oh yeah, so yeah. It's easy. If you guys, if I can do it, you guys can do it. Just saying. Um you know, I guess we'll, I'll throw the link in the description too. Why not? Yeah, definitely. I want to check that out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I feel like I've asked all the questions, but if, if there's anything else you want to talk about, anything you want to promote in general.
1: Um no, I mean if you if you if you want to support me on Patreon, you can do so and uh I do appreciate it. And once kind of all these rewards and stuff kind of go out for the Kickstarters, I'll, I'll at least be able to start posting on there and uh you know, making more content. Hopefully here in the next couple of weeks if this thing doesn't end the world. Um No, but uh what what do you got going on? You got um what's going on with your film that you have anything so, to say uh, or
0: yeah no we got our, our our first big film ooh uh not not too big don't don't <laughs> get too many big ideas um not sp96 big that's that's for sure uh, no we're working on a uh containment breach uh short film which i'm pretty pretty pumped about um yeah i'm stoked about we it got, uh, yeah no we got um we got a whole small team we got nick uh and max which i mean we'll get on the podcast at some point i know they're itching to chat about their stuff um but yeah we got like a small little like four or five person team um the only downside is uh our main location we can't film that right now because uh literally everything Mm -hmm. is shut down um but the good news is that we're currently we already got some 3d models we're texturing them um uh i can still film a quarter of the film because it's outside um with me and one of my friends and we won't get fined because we are in a group smaller than three people um nice, <laughs> nice. so keep that in mind limitations we man gear. yeah yeah work around it work around it um i mean it's actually working advantage because like for example i guess small spoiler there's going to be a scene at a train station where it's supposed to be empty nice um, and we don't have to worry about that anymore this yeah no painting and, like, people out nice <laughs> exactly ugh thank god and like we're entering foggy season for New York soon um, Like literally any week now we're just, I just need one foggy night And we're just going to run out and get like Oh that's yeah, cool So it'll be fun Because I don't want to deal with adding in A ton it's of fuck, yeah. fog in posts And uh, no thanks um, But yeah and then uh, I guess If people I guess I'm going to promote On my own podcast um, If you guys want to stay in tune with that we're probably going to do some VFX streams on Fallen Foundry Um, Once in a blue moon. So
1: yeah. Nice. Awesome. Look forward to
0: that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, And thank you guys tuning in. Um, Next podcast, we're gonna have one of my favorite SCP YouTubers as well, um, Fallen Creature. Just check him out. If you guys don't know, he does animated SCP Lego films, and he also works with Lord Bung as his animator. So. Stay tuned. Cool. Awesome. I guess that's a that's a cut.